Hello, this is Patrick Ball. How are you on this fine day? It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a virtual neighbor. Welcome to On The Fly, a podcast about whatever comes to mind, really. In this episode, the Ryman Auditorium. First opened in 1892, the Ryman Auditorium, then called the Union Gospel Tabernacle, stands today as the nation's premier concert venue in Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Interestingly, what I've discovered is most people only recognize the name the Grand Old Opry. Let's explore the history of how that came about. The Grand Old Opry began just five years after commercial radio was born in the United States. In 1925, the National Life and Accident Insurance Company built a radio station as a public service to the local community with the hope that the new medium could advertise the brand of the National Life and Accident Insurance Company to the masses. WSM's call letters stood for the company's motto, We Shield Millions. Soon after going on air, National Life hired one of the nation's most popular announcers, George D. Hay, as WSM's first program director. Hay, a former Memphis newspaper reporter who'd most recently started a barn dance show on Chicago's radio powerhouse WLS, joined the station's staff a month after it went on the air. At 8 p.m. on November 28, 1925, Hay pronounced himself the solemn old judge, though he was only 30 years old, and launched, along with championship fiddler Uncle Jimmy Thompson, what would become the WSM Barn Dance. Hay renamed the show the Grand Old Opry in 1927, and its popularity snowballed. Crowds soon clogged fifth-floor hallways within the National Life Building at 7th and Union, downtown Nashville, where WSM Studios were located. As more and more people showed up to watch the broadcast, National Life built an auditorium capable of holding 500 fans. In October of 1934, the show moved to the Hillsboro Theater, now the Belcourt Theater. Another move came two years later on June 13, 1936, to the Dixie Tabernacle, a 3,500-seat religious revival house with wooden benches, sawdust floors, no dressing rooms, at 410 Fatherland Street in East Nashville. Next, the Opry moved to a downtown location in July of 1939, the 2,200-seat War Memorial. Because the auditorium's seating capacity was one-third less than the Dixie Tabernacle, the show started charging admission, 25 cents. On June 5, 1943, the Opry moved to its most famous former home, Ryman Auditorium, where it stayed for the next 31 years. 
the formative years of the Opry were spent on the Ryman stage. The music made on those well-worn planks changed music history and Nashville forever. On a cold December night in 1945, Earl Scruggs made his debut with Bill Monroe's Bluegrass Boys, completing the historic lineup that would serve as the prototype for the bluegrass sound. Monroe on mandolin, Scruggs on banjo, Lester Flat on guitar, Chubby Wise on fiddle, and Howard Watts on the bass. In the summer of 1949, a 25-year-old Hank Williams took the stage for the first time to perform Love Sick Blues. The crowd gave him an enthusiastic reception. He was called back for six encores, a house record. In contrast, on January 16, 1949, Bob Hope brought Doris Day and the Les Brown Band to the Ryman and broke all existing records for attendance and receipts. Lula Naff, the one who officiated the box office from 1904 through 1955 and became manager of the Ryman in 1920, tore strips of brown wrapping paper and stamped Ryman Auditorium on them to substitute for tickets for the event. Ticket holders paid top price for the tickets and sat wherever they could, many sitting on the stage. And it was 1956 when Johnny Cash was added to the cast. Cash met his future wife, June Carter, for the first time backstage at the Ryman. Upon their meeting, he told her he'd marry her someday. He kept his word, and they were wed 12 years later. Honky-tonk angel Patsy Cline became an Opry member at the Ryman in 1960. Cline's biggest hit, Crazy, was written by a young, up-and-coming songwriter named Willie Nelson. Among the many acts that performed at the Ryman on March 4, 1957, Louis Armstrong and his All-Stars with Velma Middleton. On March 15, 1974, the Opry made its last broadcast from the Ryman before moving to its new custom-built home, the Grand Old Opry House at Opryland. In 2004, the Opry House surpassed the Ryman as the Opry's most enduring home. In May of 2010, during the historic flood in Nashville, the Opry House was severely damaged and as a result received a significant renovation. It was then the Opry revisited two of its former homes during construction, both the War Memorial Auditorium and the Ryman. The newly improved Opry House reopened on September 28, 2010. The show regularly returns to the Ryman during the winter months, November through January, and can still be heard on radio station WSM. According to General Manager Pete Fisher, the Grand Old Opry celebrates country music's diversity. In addition, the Opry presents the many generations of artists who have formed country music legacy and continue to forge its future course. Indeed, during any given Opry show, audiences can expect the best in country, bluegrass, 
comedy, gospel, and more by the Country Music Hall of Famers, cast members who helped establish the Opry as the home of country music. Today, there are more ways to enjoy the Grand Old Opry than ever before. The show continues to be broadcast on 650 AM WSM as well as WSMRadio.com. Also, the two-hour program, America's Opry Weekend, is syndicated nationwide. Just as country greats grew up listening to the Opry on radio, future generations of Opry stars also may hear it on the internet, on satellite radio, or via the American Forces Network. The Ryman was officially designated as one of 28 National Historic Landmarks in Tennessee on January 2001. A formal ceremony with the National Park Service was held June 25, 2001. During that ceremony, Congressman Bob Clement said this, If I could pick one structure that truly embodies our country music heritage, it would have to be the Ryman Auditorium. Visit www.ryman.com for the complete schedule of all events held at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. So won't you be my virtual neighbor? If you enjoy these weekly visits, please share them with a friend. I'm Patrick Ball. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.